You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome to another episode of the Poncho Section, where today we will be discussing a somewhat great franchise in some ways, starring <laughs> starring the great and underappreciated in my mind, Brendan Fraser. Yes, that's something I've actually thought about a lot, and it's weird because when I when I was watching when I was rewatching the first one, yeah, I. Googled, I just Googled Brendan Fraser, and he happened to be trending that day. Oh, that's weird. It was very weird. And there, and there was a lot of people saying, glad Brendan Fraser is trending. And, um, like, and it was like, uh, and to show like how underappreciated he was or is, he's still, yeah. he's still alive. He's doing great. Knock on wood. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it was just really weird. I wonder if other people were watching, happened to be watching it because it is streaming. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, I really don't know what the what the reason was, but hmm. um, but I but the feeling I get to after watching these, and I've always liked Brendan Fraser. I liked Encino Man. I like um, Blast. <laughs> I like Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past, dude. <laughs> I even liked George of the Jungle when I was a kid. Oh yeah, um, totally. But I feel like we were robbed of some other Brendan Fraser starring movies. Because I yeah. feel like after The Mummy, he dropped off. And I found out a little more why as to why. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. But um, I feel like there was he had more in the tank in terms of starring movies. And look, For he, sure. at the time when these came out, he was he's very handsome guy. He had like, mm-hmm. he had the star look, like he had yeah. all that stuff. You know, he's aged today. Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't have that same, that same thing, but he could have, um, you know, uh, gotten into some other stuff too. But yeah, I feel I, like, I, there, so. I feel like he had more years of star power, I, I guess is what I should say. And he still could have been, he still today could have been, um, you know, a leading man just in like different, different roles, you know, I agree because, you know, to be honest, men obviously more so than women are able to have that longevity as mm-hmm. like, as a star. Um, yeah, it seems it, it, that's what it seems like more so. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, he, he definitely, um, he definitely had a lot more. There was, mm-hmm. one, there was one f- franchise that I thought if they had made it, maybe, Actually, not even that much earlier. Maybe a few years earlier. I feel like he could, he could have been the star of it too. What's this? I'll um. I wonder if I can give you a hint. All right. It's a superhero. It's. I feel like he could have played this superhero in an alternate universe. That. Uh. Super. Oh, are you talking about Batman? Not Batman. Although he could have been a Batman. He could have been a good Batman. Um, I'm thinking for his, like, his comedic ability. Okay. And his kind of, like, yeah, he's got a little bit of that, like, snarkiness to him. But, um, so to me, 
I thought in in some alternate universe he could have been Deadpool, and like oh, if if Ryan Reynolds didn't exist, not to say Ryan Reynolds doesn't do a good job because he's at at Deadpool he's good, yeah. Um, but I feel like had it been made a few years earlier, I feel like I could uh, see Brendan that, totally. Fraser could have pulled off that role. Oh yeah, totally. I could I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he had some great like moments in the Mummy where yeah, it's just some comedy comedy gold right there yeah the thing the thing about him is that in the mummy he's like he he does a perfect balance i think the mummy mm-hmm. movies don't work without him i really don't think they work without him like yeah um and i know they replaced him but <laughs> they, well, yeah uh, there was like a whole new mummy yeah with thing with tom, tom cruise tom cruise and, yeah but uh yeah. but i really feel like um he definitely he, he that role was perfect for him mm-hmm. and it's not overly like he has his moments but it's not over bloated you know what i mean it's yeah. not over bloated with those like he's not always having the quips and stuff like he's he's got a range there's a bunch of things going on yeah um, there's a comfortable amount of that like yeah heroicism but also a little bit of jokes and wit but not like it's you're not getting like the like what is it like the marvel kind of movies kind of over saturation of jokes well that's what that's what i like about the one thing i'll say about these movies is it's nice to see a movie where the soup like it's where it's just a hero mm-hmm. where he's not a superhero he's a he's a man hero man hero. he's just like <laughs> guy. he's just the guy who is really good at stuff yeah, and, and like exceptionally good because like everyone in that movie should have died like a thousand times <laughs> and did. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm thinking like and I'm jumping around, but at the end of Mummy Returns, like mm-hmm. there's no way that Rachel Vice is able to pull him out of uh, when he's about to fall into that whatever pit. Yeah, with all the the stuff with the weird dudes. Yeah. With the weird mummy skeleton baby things, right. uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever those things are, whatever they're called, um, CGI nightmares. Um, yes. Yeah, like when she like pull like he's like no no save yourself and she's like no and she goes and she just like pulls him out. I'm like, there's there's just no way that's not humanly possible. Like that's the that's the one part of the movie that's unbelievable. Well, not, not the several. Yeah, uh, that, not everything else, but not everything else, but that part that always frustrates me. Well, because that's that's in so many movies, and they even make fun of that. In this is the end, the movie. This is the end. Did you ever see that? Yes. Where um, uh, it's uh um David Crumholtz is gonna he's like falling into the sinkhole, mm-hmm. and he's gonna and uh, um Jay Baruchel is gonna like he's gonna pull him out. He's like yeah. I'm, he's like I'm gonna give you all of my weight. All of my weight, you're gonna pull me out. He's like, I got you, and he, he like immediately just falls because yeah. Like, yeah, there's just no way, like, right? It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's, and we we are jumping around here, but in that movie, uh, right before that stuff happens, when Rick O'Connell, Brendan Fraser's character, mm-hmm. when he stabs the CGI nightmare that is the Rock Scorpion King, yeah, like. It's it's so jarring to me because it's like I think two to three to maybe four seconds later 
Imhotep, the the mummy, runs over and is like, "No!" Yeah. But it's like it's it should have been faster because it just seems like it was so delayed. Yeah. Like his response to what just occurred that I just can't not laugh at that part. I mean, but Imhotep is so inconsistent throughout the whole. I I really don't the. I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the sequel is much worse than the first. Yes. I, I think the first one is actually a fun movie. First one is great. It's it's a fun movie. It's got some, but it's not as much of a, it's like a small, it has like, it has CGI things that are ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, but The Mummy Returns is like the biggest CGI nightmare. I've yes. Ever, like, I think it it's worse than, I would have to see The Matrix uh, sequels again. To yeah. Compare, but I think the difference is that the the Matrix sequels were just a CGI were just a CGI nightmare where you were like, well, this looks like a fake cartoon bullshit. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a CGI nightmare, and it's horrifying. It's like a horrifying. <laughs> it's like a horror CGI nightmare. Yeah. Where, but it's not. But I feel like that wasn't the intention. So no. it just ru- it takes you out of it so much that mm-hmm. like the I mean. The, obviously the pinnacle being the scorpion king which is not yes. it's not even the face like it just looks so ridiculous that i can't bad. and it's it's like freaky looking like it's it's mm-hmm. the, it like vaguely it's like the rock in like a video game yeah if they designed it poorly it totally reminds me of like the old like the early playstation 2 wrestling video game it's 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 not even I think those were probably even better than the CGI that they did for the rock. But yeah, no, it was it was bad. And then like when um spoilers, when the they win and then the all the trees and stuff like that get sucked back into the uh I guess it's a pyramid that it gets sucked into. Yeah. It's that looked so bad. You could tell that like every single tree was just a copy of the same tree and it just get it was it was bad but the first movie obviously oh. also had some cgi into it but it looked like they relied and it may be just due to like limitations at the time but it was for the best and they used the cgi in a smart way you know mm-hmm. they had a lot more practical effects they used the cgi when they ca- when they could or they yeah. when practical didn't wouldn't work yeah, and it looked so much better. It also had a coherent story. I I had read something <laughs> that the like the like the first one, and this is what I was I always compare it to like Indiana Jones because okay. to me it has a lot of similarities. Um, it's like an up, say, say it's that. like an updated yeah. kind of. Um, it's not. I mean, Indiana. I, I wouldn't put it on the same playing field as Indiana Jones because I think Indiana the first Rage of the Lost Ark is is a classic. Totally. Um, like it's the mummy is good, but it does it still has its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like, I mean, the sequel is just such a mess. I think it's like more of a mess than I remembered. Like, yes, I don't know. the The thing with the rock bugs me. Uh, the Scorpion King. Yeah, like, I just feel like it wasn't necessary to do that. Like, it just didn't add anything at the end to have the Scorpion King or have the Rock. Well. You didn't need, like, the way he looked in the beginning, like, he was human in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then he becomes this scorpion thing by the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like just have him fight human rock. 
that would have made sense. Like, yeah, he's this big, imposing figure he's, in general. Yeah. Why not just, like, have him, like, fight these guys with, like, a massive sword or something like that? Or have him have, like, a scorpion army or something that, like, will just he'll send, like, actual scorpion things. Like... Yeah. I mean, not whatever... I don't know. It, like, it was so... Con- it's so all over the place and confusing. So, yeah, maybe let's cover the the plots of it because then we can like really drill down so like the first one is is pretty simple you know like the first one is um well there was actually a part of me that thinking about it that was a little confused but i'll I'll get to that so the first one you have emotep who was stripping the pharaoh's bride wife girlfriend yes yes uh they got caught they get caught so he then has like this super evil punishment done to him and if anybody was to like i don't know resurrect him in the future they would be cursed forever um so jump to the future and what was it rachel vice and her brother uh who's played by john yeah jonathan who's played by john hannah so evelyn uh, Carahan. I think that's how they you pronounce their last name. So Evelyn and Jonathan, uh, are brother and sister. They Evelyn is a librarian in Egypt, and her brother is like I guess like a kind of a scoundrel. She's a sort of she's person. An, she's a bad librarian because she, a bad librarian. She she, she domino knocks over yes. all those. <laughs> I love that part. I don't know. Why. Oh, it's great. It's oh, just, it's it's perfect. Just like yeah, where she's teetering on the the ladder. Yeah, so good. So Jonathan, through one way or another, gets his hand on the key that would open up the book, which the key originally belonged to Rick O'Connell, which was Brendan Fraser's character. They save him from being hanged so that they can show him to the City of the Dead. They go to the City of the Dead. They accidentally resurrect uh, Imhotep, who then spreads the plagues and everything like that. And then there is that dude... um, I actually had no clue what his name was, but I looked it up. Is Ardith Bay, who was the um, the Magi guy? Yeah. And so he was looking over them. He was like, "What did you do? You reawakened him, and this was our one job was to make sure nobody reawakened him. You did a great job there, buddy." Yeah. Um, and then they go on a whole bunch of adventures to stop Imhotep. It takes a while, though, for to actually get to that. It's like yeah. it's like more than halfway through the movie when Imhotep actually wakes up. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, so and then he spends a good part of the movie just regenerating, you know, like getting yeah. his shit back together. Yeah, and like, but I actually like the second half a lot more. But it like mm-hmm. turns. This is what I felt. The second half of the movie, it like it's to me, it like starts out as like an adventure, mm-hmm. and then it's it's you feel like it's kind of genre bending a lot in this like. I don't know how I would describe it because like there's it had I wouldn't call it comedy. I would I would say it has like com it has a lot of comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um but um it's like I would call it like an adventure. So that's where I sort of see yeah. like Indiana Jones. But then like the second half of the movie, like I know the movie's like it's PG thirteen, I'm pretty sure, but it becomes to me like a straight up horror movie. Like there's some stuff that's like, this is terrifying. There's like, some pretty creepy stuff. The bugs crawling. Oh, and stuff, yeah. Those are, th- that's like not, 
like that is freaky stuff. That's like, some nightmare fuel. Yeah, like there, that's a, exactly like there's a lot of nightmare fuel like in the second half of the movie mm-hmm. that um, you show it's like a little kid. He's going to freak out. I remember um, being freaked out from that movie, but I saw it um, at a kid at a friend's birthday. And it was specifically yeah. the bug. It was like that first dude who, like, the bug, like, crawled. Uh, the guy, like, the guy who's like, "Bugs, I hate bugs." Yeah, like that guy, and then it like crawls into like his head, and he runs straight into a wall. I was like, yeah. "Nope, I'm done." Yeah, I, I'm, fr- I'm a freaked out. Uh, this was in '99, so I was a freaked out ten year old. Yeah, uh, like that's the thing. It, yeah, not thrilled about that. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't show this to a ten year old. Like that mm-hmm. to me is irresponsible. But it's like, <laughs> but it, but at the same time, you don't blame the people who showed it to you, the parents. Yeah, because it's like, oh, PG thirteen, you know. And like the trailers didn't show that. Like the no. trailers showed like little bits here and there, but didn't show that that kind of depth. So like that's like I forgot. I'm like, oh, that is that is creepy stuff. Yeah. Um, well, so according to the Googles, and this this plays into how you would describe genre bending. So according to the Googles, the Mummy is a rousing, suspenseful, and horrifying epic about an expedition of treasure-seeking explorers in the Sahara Desert in 1925. Stumbling upon an ancient tomb, the hunters unwittingly set loose a 3,000-year-old legacy of terror, which is embodied in the vengeful reincarnation of an Egyptian priest who has been sentenced to an eternity as one of the living dead. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But mean... yeah, totally, like, it, it sort of, it definitely had, like, some hor- horrifying kind of, like, aspects to it. I mean, yeah. not watching it now, it's it's just fun, but uh, I could totally see, like, as a younger person, and I know as a younger person, I was freaked out. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, to me, it just goes, it, like, starts from one, like, it starts from one area where it's, um, where it's, like, adventure, mm-hmm. and then it just goes delves right into horror like second half once yeah once he takes over i think the like the fact that like a there were he was like the the body effects you know what i mean like he was like Mm -hmm. sucking everybody's like essence out and like making them like all kind of like like they basically looking like beef jerky um and then like a lot of the like uh when he tried to resurrect an oxana moon she had like you could see that she was missing the eyes like that was that stuff yeah. was creepy yeah yeah um i don't know it's but uh, it was a great i like i thoroughly enjoy enjoyed watching the first one like i had a great time it was fun it was like basically everything i would ask for in an adventure movie yeah now okay. the second one, on the other hand, yeah, second, second one seems to. Oh, sorry. So the first thing that question I had plot wise with the first one is, so it seems that the Magi were the ones who put this curse onto Imhotep. They were the ones who like did the the specific like ritual that was like you the the most that the most evil like the most horrifying kind of ritual for like somebody who did something very bad and then they had to watch over so that nobody resurrected him but like 
Why did you put the curse on him in the first place? Yeah. You know, just like, I understand like wanting to punish the guy and make it real, make the shit real bad. But like, why add the extra stuff to it? Yeah. I I, I know it's to have a movie, but like, well, it just seems like a silly decision to make. It's to capitalize on the franchise that they were trying to, they were trying to really milk it for everything it's worth. But yeah, so it seemed just like a silly decision on the part of the Magi to do that. But hey, they need, we needed to have a movie. So if they didn't put a curse on Imhotep, then there would have been no movie later on. There would have been no, yeah, there would have been nothing, but nothing. I also, I don't, there's so many problems with it. The second one's just not as good of a movie. There's one, there's, uh, I guess there's less, I feel like there are less characters in that movie, in the, in In, the returns. So what I had was the, the main characters, if you will, I had, you had Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, John Hanna, Arnold of. Vozlo, who was Emotep, uh, Kevin yeah. J. O'Connor, which who he was Benny, uh, who we we haven't mentioned yet. Um, yeah, he, and, I, yeah, Benny, and well, he's not really in it much though. He's he just dies, doesn't he? The, uh, well, in the first one, he's um, he's just uh, like he was friends with Brendan Fraser's character, and then he's the one who leads the right. like American group. Yeah, he's like, he's like the the classic coward. And yeah, he's, so um, he he gets his comeuppance. Um, doesn't he show up though? Does like, he show up in the second one? I don't think he shows up in maybe, the second one. Uh, maybe it's someone who looked like because like, it just yeah because he gets swallowed by all the bugs. Yeah, things. at the end. And then I the think. last person was that guy uh, Odith Fair, who uh, was the Magi dude. Yeah. Um, but I have who the extra people that joined the crew was. Uh, Patricia Velasquez, who was the person who played Nox on a Moon. Um, yeah. And then their kid, Freddie Bo. I, Bo- I, hate, I hated the kid. I hate oh, the yeah. Kid. He was very annoying. The kid is the worst. He's, yep. he's like, they, why did they have a kid? What, what, <laughs> what did the kid add? He, um, I mean, uh, well, I mean, he started the. He caused he a ruckus. The, yeah, he caused problems. Like he was basically the replacement for like the problems that Evie causes in the first one. Right. Like, like they just said, "Oh, let the kid fuck up this time." Yeah. And like, first of all, they shouldn't be parents. They're the worst parents I've ever seen. They were let just like letting the kid just explore a, a tomb alone while they were yeah. off doing something else. What are you well, doing, all, parents? Well, they just they want not. First of all, like they have no like. To me, like they didn't like the kid either. Like they, just, <laughs> they want nothing to do with this kid. Like also, how the kid's supposed to be like seven? Is he? I have no clue. Because it just all of a sudden, like there was no the first movie. The second movie takes place seven years later, right? It's like, uh, yeah, I think so. So he has to. Well, he's probably a six then, because he's. Oh God! Yeah, that's weird. But he's like he, he seems much older to me. Yeah. And like I my my nephew is six and he's he's an intelligent six, but he's not like this kid. <laughs> yeah. And um I just don't I, I don't know. It it's it's really weird. It just it seemed like a weird thing to do to to throw a kid in it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, what's really funny about the the time jump is that everyone looks like exactly the same as they did in the first movie. Like they haven't like Brendan Fraser. Every time they jump time, he like doesn't age. Like they don't care about him. He's and, a beautiful and, looking man. But they just like don't. They don't even like throw in like maybe he's got a gray hair. Like nothing. Like, right. Just, like, he's always the same. <laughs> But Rachel Weiss looks completely different from the first movie to the second movie. Did you did you notice that? She's like, I she's think certainly they, dressed differently. Like, yeah, they they definitely like were like, because she's. I mean, objectively speaking, she's beautiful, right? And married to Bond, um, Daniel Craig. Yes, uh, good for them. Um, she's. Uh, She's the one, she's the Bond girl. She's, I guess. She is the Bond girl, yeah. Yeah. All right. But, um, so in, she's got like the librarian look, I mm-hmm. guess, in the first one, like hair back. In like the second movie, she's like a lot like, she just like looks a lot like sexier in the second movie than she does <laughs> in the first movie. I, it's, I, but it's like, I'm not like, I'm saying that, like, that's like, it's like really obvious mm-hmm. to me. I thought it was interesting that they, like, so in the first movie, like, it just was, I guess their types or their their roles maybe was, were more, like, defined. Like, Brandon Fraser's character was the the front man. He was, like, the, the adventurer. And she, yeah. uh, I liked how she didn't necessarily have exactly, like, a damsel in distress kind of thing. Like, she was, like, the book smart person. Like, she had, like, the knowledge of everything that's going on. Like yeah. she knew like how to read all these languages. Like she was useful. She like messed things up by reading the book in the first place, but then she was like useful, like figuring shit out and whatnot. Um, yeah. I, I, I like her character a lot. Yeah. And then I guess not that I'm saying I dislike her character in the second one, but there, there was a noticeable difference. Like she was much more of a physical kind of person in the second movie yeah. than she was an intellectual kind of person. And plus they added in that whole like crap where she was the reincarnation of the Pharaoh's daughter. Like that was dumb. I'm sorry. That was dumb. And then she has, and then like, that's where I got, that's where the movie kind of lost me and started was like losing me more and more. Mm -hmm. I was lost from the beginning, but like, she was just like, then I just didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, wait, is she her? What's, what's going on? She re is she reincarnated now? Is she what? What there, happened? Like, there were certainly I, parts of the second movie that like had an interesting idea. Like, okay, cool. You got this guy, the Scorpion King, who uh was ran the army of Anubis. Um mm-hmm. it was unclear as to why Anubis was just decided, hey, we're we're done with conquest, but whatever. Yeah. That's not important. But then the idea being like, okay, whoever can go and defeat the Scorpion King can therefore uh, control the army of Anubis, and so they that guys wanted to re resurrect Imhotep, thinking, okay, who can would be better to defeat the army of Anubis than, or not the army of Anubis, the Scorpion King than this mummy dude who has superpowers? Okay, cool. Like uh, that, I get that. That that makes sense. But then there was just like there seemed to be so much extra going on that like just. I don't know. It didn't make sense. It was seemed like a sloppy kind of movie. I mean, I still kind of had fun in just like that. It was like ridiculous and like an adventure, but like it was clearly the weaker of the two. It's to me, it's like so, so much worse. 
<laughs> like it's I, I don't know i just don't i just did not enjoy it nearly as mm-hmm. much and yeah there's just so much um i feel like they had all these ideas and they just they they start they were like all these like unfinished ideas mm-hmm. that were like we're gonna try they're gonna have this storyline this storyline and like they don't see it through and then they're just like, and we'll just throw a bunch of CGI shit around it and hope you forget about it. Yeah. Like, that seems to be like, they're just like, and CGI mummy skeleton babies. Mm-hmm. We'll, throw the, we'll throw those at you. And there's a giant pit of them and they're just all swarming around you for no reason. And uh, yeah. we're going to have that. There was one moment that like I just thought was weird where, so you remember when uh, Alex ex- es- well, escapes the train? Um, yes. which there's a couple of points to that. One, it's I mean, uh, incredible timing that he just ha- so happened to pull the train cord when they got to the place. Um, and then two, like I guess the guards started shooting at him. So then Emotep like picks the guards up and throws them at the statue, which I guess like oh cool, that was a cool show of like his powers. But like, the wouldn't guards he, are an idiot. Though. Wouldn't he have like told the guards, hey? This kid's important. Like, wouldn't people know this kid is important? Don't, don't do anything to him. I mean, that's uh, yeah, but that that always had like the fact that he's able to escape so easily is what's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't like none of this stuff was. It just shows that the guards were idiots, and that one guard, the um, the guy who was, if you ever watched Lost, he was Mister Echo on Lost. I don't know the guy's name. Oh, I never but watched Lost. He he was the guy who was like. You know, it's the classic, like, I'm, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, I can't go if someone's watching. Right, yeah, and that dude. And he's like, I'll just close the door and stay outside. Yep. And I know what you got, you're talking about now. That, hope that this kid can't find a way to, like, and what's he? Like, he just, like, removes, what does he do? Like, the toilet bowl or something? He, yeah, he removes he the toilet bowl and then pulls the, like, the stop cord. I mean, come on. Yep. It's just so freaking stupid. Like, it's the easiest thing to get away. I that and then the I think on uh, obviously on on this rewatch of it, it just made it look so much more dumb. I guess mm-hmm. you would, would you call them the pygmies kind of thing when they're in the forest? Uh, yeah. Like yeah. I don't know why like they went decided to go with that. Maybe just for comedic reasons um i did i will say that it was kind of funny when jonathan and that one guy were running and he was like jonathan they ran into like the uh what is it it was like a ritual site and he's like oh no we're safe here they can't cross that thing and then the little pygmy just jumped over and stabbed the guy in the chest (laughs) he was was like he was like oh i'm sorry and then he just runs off yeah the yeah jonathan does have a couple of good moments Um, yeah in, in both movies he's uh He's like he's like one consistent. I mean, he's consistent, and Brandon Fraser, I think, is consistent. I think yeah. he he brings everything he can to a really shitty script mm-hmm. in in the second movie. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, but I really think this was this suffered because of the period of time, like because it came out in two thousand one. Yeah, the second one mm-hmm. is that it suffered from the um. Like that, this was like the time when they were experimenting a lot with this like new like 
it was like a time where like they weren't the only ones doing really bad cgi mm-hmm. there was a lot of that like going around yeah and they tried to just like if it was remade today i feel like um it would have been handled very differently um but i feel like if it was made today it would there would be a lot of things that that would be different for that would be worse as well yeah. like, i mean I it kind of was remade way. today with the with Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise. But I, I didn't hear much. But I don't. Was that a remake or was that like a? But that was more of like a sequel. I it, thought it was a remake in that it was. I, I think they were trying to. Universal was trying to set up. I think they were. It was called the Dark Something Universe. It was like supposed to be like a universe of like, the old school, um, monsters that they controlled. Like because there was like an old school mummy like way before this the the ones we're discussing. Uh, there was mm-hmm. like the Frankenstein and Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde and all that kind of stuff. I think yeah. they were trying to set up that type of universe. I think it was called like the dark universe. Maybe I'm, I'm saying maybe that's wrong. Um, mm. But from but, what I've heard about that movie is that it was not very good. Yeah. Well, the, it's a weird thing because the mummy is like, he, he's kind of a strange I guess call him a villain because mm-hmm. he is like the villain, but he's like a bunch. It's like a bunch of different things happening, but like, he's not like one thing. Cause it's like, cause then it delves into like the, I call it like fantasy too. I could throw in there into the, um, into the mix of, uh, of genres. Cause there is like an element of fantasy because like all this stuff is like, so like, or like supernatural, supernatural. Yeah. I mean, there's all like kind of. I mean, think about like, um, yeah, the fact the whole thing he does with like the the where he becomes like the sand. Yeah, you know, like that's that's not um, that's like completely fantasy. That that's like fantasy horror. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's so interesting because like in the first one, like I mean, looking back at it now, it did it is like a dated cgi but like the yeah. sand doesn't look so bad no the sand especially compared bad. to the water in yes. the next movie where they literally yeah. just did the same thing but they're like let's do it with water this time and it yeah. looked horrendous no the sand yeah I, I agree the sand doesn't look that that that's actually like one of the cooler parts and that's like a cool scene with like the plane and yeah like that that whole thing like that's a great scene um great sequence in, in the uh, first one mm-hmm. but um but he, the mummy's like not uh he's not like a one note kind of villain like he's he's got a bunch of different things and it all yeah. depends on how much power he can generate from the other people around him or who he kills or who, whose face whose flesh he steals yeah. <laughs> you know it's like all these different it's all these different things kind of like sort of like uh well, not exactly, I guess. I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, Voldemort. It's like, Voldemort, like, mm. wouldn't he get, like, like at least early on, doesn't he get stronger from, like, other other people or, like, other wizards? I think he has to rely on, some, on other wizards yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Like, he eats, I think he's, in the first one, he's drinking, he's he's relying on that one dude and drinking unicorn blood or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's, like, and that goes into like vampires. Vampires drink blood and stuff. So like they're yeah. all they're all kind of like similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love you. 
it, jumping a little bit back, but it was um, talking about Jonathan, and it, it kind of ties it because this, this, this will be Jonathan and also the mummy's powers. So one great scene, and it's where the mummy, I guess, has... I don't even know what you would call it. He, has he created an army of followers? Um, like, he's he's hypnotized a large group of people just to, like, start walking around going like emotep and what all that stuff oh, and then, in, in the in the, in the first, first one, one. Yeah. and then when jonathan is running out to go get the car and like the huge crowd of is right behind him and he just stops and slows down and just starts chanting emotep and like <laughs> i've heard all the other people think like oh he's one of us now yeah that i was just i thought was so funny like he's he does have some like pretty funny bits that so that's what i like is that they have moments like that but it's not um it's not overdone. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it, the humor is like more subtle, yeah. which I feel, I feel like, so that is a ch- like, I feel like if it was made today, it wouldn't be subtle like that. Right. They would be like, it would be like really in your face. And I don't know what the Tom Cruise one was like, but I'm thinking if they like remade, I'm talking if they like remade these specific movies. Yeah. That like, that would be very much in your face, much as like the Marvel, like, stuff is like in your face yeah because i feel like marvel like those movies superhero movies sort of replaced this kind of thing this sort of because when the mummy came out like superhero movies like it was pre-spider-man right and pre-batman pre like batman nolan yeah so it's true there really wasn't like superhero movies were not dominating in the way they started to Mm -hmm. um like in the later I guess really in the 2010s they started. I'm thinking, when did National Treasure come out? 2003. Okay, because I feel like that was also, like, that was in this kind of realm, Treasure Seekers, Adventure. That, though, is straight-up adventure. Yes. Like, there's nothing scary about that movie. That one's, like, a silly adventure yeah. and has Nicolas Cage, and that's fun. <laughs> You know. Anything would I mean, you could have, you could have had Brendan Fraser could have done that too. Yeah. Oh well, he also did. Um, what is it like? Journey into the center of the earth. I don't. I didn't yeah. see that one, but um, I didn't see it either. But I, I will never. But I shouldn't. We really shouldn't replace Nicolas Cage though in anything he's in because no. Nicolas Cage is always. No one else can do what he he can do. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that. So, but yeah, there is that is like around that time of like. Yeah, it, it was like a time where there were more like adventure movies with like, he, like, um, heroes that were human, human yeah. heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. Yeah. I mean, it was. I would. Like, I wish I didn't see the third one. Well, so so I. the third one being the one with. Um, doesn't have, doesn't have Rachel Vice. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was like Jet Li. I think was the mummy in that one. Um, oh really? I think so. I don't. I don't even. I did not watch that, but I did watch, and because it was part of this collection, I don't. I guess maybe the third one, the licensing was weird, so they weren't able to get it. But I, on HBO Max, they had the, the collection. So it was the Mummy, yeah. the Mummy Returns, and then the Scorpion King, which I did watch that, and I remember seeing that one originally, yeah. um, and, acc- not according. Uh, Comparing this, the Scorpion King, it makes The Mummy Returns like one of the best movies I've ever seen comparatively. 
Now was the Scorpion King just it was just like a spin-off movie that was Yeah, it was like, basically like how did The Rock become the Scorpion King? I mean, it was a prequel basically. The Scorpion King is not in this movie very long at all. Mm-mm. He he maybe gets combined with CG Rock with CGI Rock gets maybe like 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. And that's being generous. He has one line, I think, in the, the whole movie. It's Haku Machete or something like that. But like, why did that? Were people really asking for a Scorpion King? I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm wondering, I, I wish I could like survey people who like came out to see, who were like at the theater, <laughs> came out of seeing The Mummy Returns and just saying, what did you think of like the end with, you know, The Rock and Scorpion? Like, how did it look? Yeah. Like, I would have, like, because I wonder at the time if people were like, oh, it was, like, stunning. Or if they were like, I have to, I have to imagine that at the time people were like, this looked terrible. Right. And uh, I didn't believe one second. There were, there were some parts of the movie that were pretty cool. I will say that. Um, yeah. For the most part, it was, it was very, like, cheesy. And the whole, it was, it's so funny now that I'm looking at this, because I remember thinking the whole time, like, I'm get, totally getting the vibes of. Do you remember? And I don't exactly recall what year, what years this happened. But do you remember when like John Cena was in like those Marine movies that were like made by the WWE? Yeah, I was. I was thinking this movie has like a totally like WWE feel to it, and. Uh. I just like took down the information for for this episode and it the production companies for the Scorpion King was both Universal Pictures and WWE Studios. So it totally makes sense here cuz like it just had there was just I don't know this cheesiness to the movie and not like so, a good cheesiness. So this was before but this was like before The Rock was a star because the This Rock was his first uh yeah. role as like a lead actor. Yeah, because he was like the Rock is not going to be your side character in mm-hmm. any movie now. Like and he's to be fair, he wasn't bad. He was not bad as as an actor. It he's was not. The, it was just the, the the whole. I I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to call him a good actor because that seems no. I wouldn't right. say he's a good actor, but he wasn't that a seems bad not actor. Right, but he's not a bad. He's not like a bad leading guy. Mm-hmm. Like he can do it. He can carry a movie. Right. And I feel like they're trying. I feel like John Cena is like, he's trying so hard to be the rock and it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad. Cause I'm just like, you are not, you're just you, not everyone can be the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he really, he like, he, you can tell like he's, he wants to be him so bad. Yeah. The, so this movie, so the Scorpion King essentially, I'm going to try to sum up the plot very quickly. Uh, the Rock is some of the last of his kind, like his people. It's like him, his brother, and one other dude. And they're, they're like known, like the best assassins or whatever. So this group, this tribe is basically hiring them to go kill the current Scorpion King. Because the current Scorpion King is like this evil dude. And his, he has the power of a sorceress who is like letting him know like the outcomes of certain battles so that he they're just wiping out all these various tribes. So there's supposed to 
send the assassins there. There's one dude of the tribe who betrays them, and so the Rock's brother and the other dude get killed. So now the Rock is like basically on a vendetta. So he goes, captures the sorceress, and is like planning on killing the Scorpion King. That's basically the whole plot. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. just like there's there's a replacement of like a Jonathan character in like a, this weird sidekick who's kind of annoying. Um, Is he like a nerd? Because like uh, he always has the rock tends to have like a nerd sidekick a lot in his movies because like because it's like big guy versus nerdy guy. Yeah. You know, it's I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say nerd, but he was definitely like he was certainly like the scrawny dude. Yeah, like that's like yeah. this is they always do that with like guys like The Rock. Mm-hmm. They always pair them, or they have like, like a yeah scrawny like he was sidekick like, who's like, yeah. I why can't I do what you do? Right, you know? he was like, like the like, fast talking like, uh, I think he was a horse thief in the in the thing. So he's like a fast talking yeah. thief, scrawny dude. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan was in the movie, and he was oh. he was actually he was a very enjoyable uh, part of the movie. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. But yeah, the the real bad guy was like some dude named Memnon, played by Stephen Brand, who I have no clue. But the weird thing, like that, actually sounds familiar, Stephen Brand. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if maybe he's been in other things. But um, what? So this is supposedly supposed to take uh, place five thousand years before the events of the Mummy, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just like they wrote it as so according to the Wikipedia, they the name the this is like references like this era era is supposed to be like this proto dynastic period of Egypt or whatever. And I have it just seems weird. It just seemed like they just took a bunch of variety of ethnic like basically non white things. And we're just like, this is what this era was like. And I don't know, yeah. like, maybe I'm just completely wrong and that's what it was like. But it just seemed kind of racist where they just were like, this thing isn't what white people do. This is what the, this era might have been. Yeah, which, I'm sure. Which, I'm sure to be fair, from being from WWE Studios, I mean, I'm not surprised. There's a good chance that all of that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and like... That's the thing too, is like that was such a specific time, I feel like, in our um like you could not get away with something like that now. No. There's like no way you would be lit up on every social like you everybody would be cancelled, fired, whatever. And yeah, it like, sort of had like that um what was it, the uh I was it Gods of Egypt? Was that that movie where it was just like all the white people played the Egyptians? Yeah, oh god, John Oliver. That was like the last that was a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. And um had like great people in it because I guess Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And um it was Christian Bale was Moses. Right. Which yeah, totally. Uh, well, I, I love I love Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Um but John Oliver did like a, a segment of uh, on his show about like whitewashing. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like the guy, the voiceover guy was like, why is this still a thing? And then it said, <laughs> and then like Ridley Scott had a quote um, saying that he like basically saying um, you need stars to like sell a movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I guess whoever plays um, 
uh, maybe it's Ramses. I don't know. Um, it's like, yes, so we can make room for this fucking guy. And it was like, <laughs> not, and it was like someone who like, we don't know who he right. is. Oh my uh, God. It was just really funny. Like, it's so good. But yeah, but so yeah, it's basically that. Like that the, the bad guy was just some random white dude. Like his army generals and all that stuff were also just random white people. And I'm just like, this is supposed to take place in like a pre, pre-dynastic era of Egypt? Yeah. That's, but that's like, so, I mean, that, all that stuff, like, was happening up until, I mean, it still happens. It, it still does happen, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But up until very recently, you know, I mean, even like in um, Doctor Strange, they replaced the right. ancient one with Tilda Swinton, you that's know? True. like I mean, it, it's still done, maybe not, maybe to like a lesser extent, mm-hmm. but I feel like that one was like a free for all. Yeah. I think and, and it WWE just, ran wild with it. Yeah, it just seemed so jarring that it was just like I feel like you guys are just making this shit up. Yeah, this doesn't seem historically accurate. Nope. Yeah. But um, yeah, but, um, then, but then again, it is about a scorpion king. That is true. So I would So s- like so like really when you go when you go for that, like really anything is possible. Yeah. I'd say like if you don't have anything better to do and you want to crack open like a couple of beers, give it a watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for like fun. I don't know, certain things like it's like is it a fun bad or is it just mm-hmm. a bad bad? Yeah. You know, cuz sometimes things are just bad and you're just like I I hate that I'm watching this. This is not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um there there was one scene that I will say that was very cool but also super flawed because like it was very cool. It was like he lured the bad guys or like the bad guys were after him and he somehow lured them into this cave and like started picking them off one at a time, which like, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But like certain parts of it, I was just like, you literally just ran into that cave five seconds before everybody else. How did you set up these traps? Yeah. You were, (laughs) you did not know that these guys were going to be after you and that you were going to have to run into that specific cave. But like, if you get past like that, it was there, it was like a fun kind of like, scene where like you saw him like kind of use his not not just like brains but no sorry not just brawn but also brains so i was like okay that's that was kind of fun but overall very silly movie now when did when did it come out 2002 oh so it was like so they must have been oh my god look at him back then yeah they must have been (laughs) um like gearing up for this because if it only came out a year after mm-hmm. the mummy returns they have this was already in the works yeah so they must have been banking on the fact that the scorpion king was going to be like some huge character and that the rock was going to carry this movie but yeah the movie actually did okay scorpion king it has 60 million dollar budget according to google and made 180.6 damn so I mean, that's that's nuts. Like they were really banking on that. I guess like then, like because that would not, that would not make that money now. There's just no, no way that could make that much money. No, no, that's no, really like interesting. That. No, that's really interesting. On well, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, we have the rundown for all of them. So for the the first one, The Mummy, 1999, we have a sixty-one seventy-five. 
61 critics, 75 audience. Yes. That's um that's actually pretty good. I would I would go with the audience score. Yeah, same. But um the critics, I could see why the critics were harsh on it though. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it does seem kind of jarring. Yeah. And they were probably they were pretty stuffy, those critics during that time. <laughs> yeah. Then the next one, Mummy Returns in 2001, <laughs> and that got a 4763. That see, I disagree with both. I would go 25. I think the I think returns <laughs> sucks. I really do. I think the returns is terrible. Oh man. Um, um and what do we got? And then Scorpion? the Scorpion King. It seemed the critics liked it a little bit better. 4138. Wow. But that's that's rough. That's, that is rough. That's rough, but that's wildly impressive because it made a lot of money. Yeah. Considering the score. It just goes to show you how like like, but the thing is, Rotten Tomatoes was it around back then? Because maybe oh, at the time people good were like, point. "See, this is the thing." Where at the time were people like, "Oh, this is because I know with Rotten Tomatoes, it it averages the critic score, mm-hmm. so that's so that's all there, that's all fine." Yeah. But the audience score comes from just people reviewing on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Oh, um, damn, yeah, that, I, I, that's a good point. Yeah, so because um, I feel like in terms of like. None of these movies have aged well, really, nope. if you think about it. If you think about it, like, The Mummy, the story has aged well, I guess. But, like, still, like, the effects, like, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff, like, you could make the movie shorter. There's stuff you could cut out. Um, so, that, I don't know, that's just, just interesting. Uh, but of, of, of all of them, I'm sure The Scorpion King, having not even seen it, I'm sure that has aged the worst it's not of all. it's not great the only thing that's aged well about it is the fact that the rock is a megastar yeah that's it that is true yeah that's it the rock has become even bigger than before yes but yeah super I, rock uh the first one i'd say definitely watch that one that one was great yeah i'd, I'd recommend that it's like just a good fun good fun but also like be prepared if you're squeamish. I don't know the bugs like that. That freaks me out. Yeah, there are bugs. Shield your children. Shield, yeah, shield your children. Support Brendan Fraser as, whenever as, as whenever you can, because he's yeah. Watch, yeah, like Brendan Fraser dude. is good and uh, watch Bedazzled. Yeah, watch his movies. He's a good one. We need to get him back on the map. I think he is actually in a show now, but he yeah uh, he plays is like not. A- I think it is the voice of a dude, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So he's like working. Like I'm, I'm not concerned. Like I think he's doing okay. Yeah. But um, but like he's a. I feel like he's like a forgotten, an underappreciated movie star. For sure. I've always felt. I've always felt that way about him. Definitely. Yeah. Team Brendan Fraser. Yes. And Rachel Vice. Like yeah, Rachel she's she's terrific. She's great. Yeah. Uh, if you liked this episode of the Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type the Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support the Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to theponchosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of the Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. All right, and there that is. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
Peace.